0: Hello, folks. I uh, had a lot of fun with uh, with this interview. It was a, it's a Panthers player named Justin Burris. He plays safety for the Panthers. Um, I'd read an article that talked about the uh, the investments that he's been doing in real estate and turning them into short term rentals. And uh, my fiance Victoria. Uh, is, is one of his real estate agents. And so she connected me with him and, uh, we, we had a really good time. We covered a lot of, a lot of interesting ground. Justin's a really cool, really cool guy. He's really got his shit together, especially for being a young guy. I don't think that when I was his age, I, I, I had had the presence of mind that, that he's got but i'm glad to see somebody thinking past their nfl career even though he's he's uh, right in the thick of it and 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 hopefully has a long career ahead of him he's already thinking about what's next and i think that should be uh, I, th- I think you'll enjoy the conversation that we had thanks <music> hello folks and thanks for listening today i have a great guest justin burris of the carolina panthers Uh, we've all heard of players at the end of their career not knowing what to do and having run through uh, their money and it's really a tragedy when it happens um justin caught my eye he's an amazing counterexample. he's a young player on his way up and he's proactively investing and building his financial future i hope to dig into his progress and his plans and his investment philosophy, but I'm also an NFL fan and I hope to talk about his career a little bit as well. Uh, Justin, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Great. So, first of all, uh, I recently read an article about the real estate investments that you're doing. Are you focusing on residential, commercial, industrial, or some other class of real estate?
1: Um, right now, just definitely focus on residential. Um, with anything, just need more knowledge on it um, mm-hmm. I haven't educated myself in the other areas but definitely residential um, short-term rentals mm-hmm. um, looking to get into some more long-term rentals but Airbnb has been my bread and butter um, just been a passion of mine
0: awesome it. awesome so so it has been mostly short-term have, have you tried long-term at all or has it always been short-term
1: so I haven't um, and my mom as you know been the reason I got into uh, real estate and she does property management so Mm -hmm. I do want to get into it with her she actually just bought her first um, property um, in Fayetteville North Carolina it's gonna be a long-term rental Um, but eventually I want to get into it with her Um, and but right now I've just been doing short-term rental
0: very cool Um, so, so you mentioned your mom's a property manager how long has she been doing that
1: I'm not trying to age my mom at all, <laughs> but she's um, been doing it for a while. Oh yeah, definitely a while. Um, she she uses um, she's in the Section Eight um, housing um, market right now, and um, and she's. Just she loves it. That's what she wants to do. Um, she loves that space. That's
0: awesome. So she's moved from servicing it to actually investing yeah. in it. That, that's really cool, and I'm sure she sees some big advantages because of what she's seen throughout her career, knowing managing the properties. It's right. pr- it's, it probably yeah. helps as being an owner. Definitely.
1: Section eight is you know you got to jump through so many different things with the government, mm-hmm. um, and she knows how to navigate um, those those hurdles and things. So that's definitely where she wants to be, and she loves it. She loves helping people in that way.
0: Yeah, I had a rental property um, that we flipped over to Section Eight uh, in in the Raleigh area, and it it was it was there were some hurdles to jump through. It was a learning process, mm-hmm. but once once you get approved for it, it's right. it actually becomes a very reliable source of, of income. The
1: government pays. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and they pay on time. <laughs>
0: so so I, I take it, you know, you got started in real in, real estate investment, seeing what your mom was doing. Um, was that it? Or did you go buy your first home? Cause a lot of people I know that get into it, they buy their first home and then they think about, Oh, I could buy another one and maybe rent it to somebody maybe make a little bit of income. But how did that all come together for that you? Was,
1: that was a part of it. my mom was a part of it. Um, but the biggest thing was actually when I got drafted to New York and you know, I'm in North Jersey I'm paying, it was, I think I started out paying, you know, 2,800 mm-hmm. uh, for a two bedroom. And it was, I was like, this is too much. <laughs> And, um, you know, and I'm looking at housing prices in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I, where I wanted to move to. And I, my mortgage was 1600 I was paying $1,200 and not seeing any any benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of got me started. That's where I, you know, came down here and, and bought my first house, um, bought my first condo. And um, that's, that's kind of how I got started. And really, to piggyback off that, um, kind of looked at it as a glass half full thing. I said, you know, the developers who who built this property, they're, you know, raking in mm-hmm. cash hand over fist. And, um, you know, I want to be in that space. Um, and just seeing that, seeing that happen. And, um, that, that kind of got me started and wanting to get in real estate.
0: So you bought the condo on your, cause you, this is your second tour of duty in, in, uh, Carolina. Is that correct? No, that was my first, this is my first one. So
1: okay. I started out with the jets. Mm-hmm. Um, after I was there for three years, uh, went to Cleveland for two. Now I'm in, now I'm in Carolina.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. So obviously, you've played in a handful of cities. Um, yeah. Did, what, was there a stint with the Raiders as well? Or? Oh, about like a week. A man. week, okay. It's it really <laughs> probably really better, better for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, does visiting and spending time in these cities help you come up with a strategy for targeting different geographies at all? Or, I mean, obviously, three years in New York was probably the longest you.
1: Yeah, I guess you, looking at you. being in those different areas, seeing those uh, different markets, uh, you know, obviously, a Cleveland is way different than a New York. Um, and in New York is different than a Charlotte now. So I mean, just seeing just being able to learn, uh, being able to talk to people who are, you know, real estate experts in those areas has definitely helped me. Um, I definitely wanted to get especially doing Airbnb, I wanted to get to a place where I could get to those properties within uh, three to four hours, just because it's me and my girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. doing it right now. Um, we don't have any property managers any doing it, so we're doing everything so i wanted to be able to get to those properties soon so um definitely very regional um do i want to expand definitely but obviously want to scale it within my means so yeah
0: so, so you mentioned three three to four hours um where do you own
1: properties now uh so i have two in asheville mm-hmm. uh one in wintergreen virginia um that one is uh, undergoing a renovation that's our first renovation um the first two in asheville didn't have to do much work to it maybe just paint Uh, Update a few things here and there, but not too much. Uh, This one is a a big undertaking. It's making me a little nervous, but um, you know, I I think it'll it'll come through and it'll be very beneficial to us.
0: That's awesome. Um, I I hear that Asheville is the top short-term rental market in the country. Is that why you're there, or is it just it was three to four hours? And
1: yeah, (laughs) well, I got I got into this because. You know, it's been a passion of mine, um, and I wanted to go to a place that I love to go to. Uh, I got started in this because I wanted to get a place that you know me and my family can go and uh, hang out, have a place of our own. And Asheville was that place for me. Um, I loved Asheville, loved going there, love the different things you can do. Uh-huh. Um, it's really not seasonal. You can go there in the in the winter, you can go there in the summer, and you know have a have a blast both times. So um, that's that's just Asheville was the closest, um, being two hours from Charlotte that. I really felt that, you know, this was a safe uh, bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love, I love Asheville. Yeah. So obviously
0: I met you through, through my lovely fiance, Victoria, and she's got quite a few clients who, who buy in Asheville and a lot of them like it because they can go vacation for a couple weeks and yeah. then turn the Airbnb on. Right? And do, do you do that with the properties or are they strictly re- rental generated? No, or I definitely, generated?
1: I definitely go when I can. Um, obviously I want that rental <laughs> income. So <laughs> Anytime I can get it rented, I'll definitely uh, turn down that vacation. But um, definitely, I I think maybe a month ago, I had uh, a lot of friends that uh, came with me. Um, I have two houses in Nashville. We took up both houses, Mm -hmm. um, had a great weekend. Um and you know they have great restaurants great you know just the hiking's amazing hiking's might have been amazing. a little cold a couple yeah. of weeks ago Yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean it's it was a little cold but just you know just the atmosphere there man the people there they're great um very laid back just it's just a place to go and relax
0: Yeah it is it, it it's a wonderful part of um North Carolina I think we have a lot of great things going for us in North Carolina but Asheville is is one of them it's a you know it's a college town um it's the the, the weather's great and just the the vibe in the city, the um, the Orange Peel music venue is is amazing. I've yep. been there at times. I go for a specific show and I look at their lineup for the whole week, and I'm just amazed at, at yep. the acts that are coming through. Yep. And then the restaurant scene is is, is out of control and only amazing. getting better. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Vinny's Italian is my favorite place, man. Okay, favorite, I'm gonna have to favorite check favorite that, place, that one yeah. out. We went to a Karate. I think it's Love it. just, Love yeah. It yeah. Too. That's my that's my girlfriend's favorite place. Okay, she <laughs> loves the tapas. A small play thing. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah, but
0: but it really has something for everybody. I mean, it is it is a great town for sure. Are, are there other markets you have your eye on, or do, are you going to double down on on the Wintergreen and Asheville markets?
1: Uh, I want to diversify a little bit. Um, I've been doing I've been doing the mountains. I have three in the mountains now, um, but I want to eventually go down to the beach. Uh, we're actually going to Oak Island this weekend, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that's hopefully the next place that we you know find an Airbnb, find a find a rental. Um, definitely want to do Oak Island. Uh, the dream is Charleston. Mm -hmm. Charleston's tough. That's a, that's a definitely, that's a tough market, um, to get into. It's, it's very expensive. Um, Hilton head Savannah. So Mm -hmm. definitely, like I said, within, you know, a couple hours you just pop down to in places that we love to go to. Um, so
0: that's awesome. Those are all, all great cities and and all places that somebody in Charlotte would Mm -hmm. spend some, some time in for sure. Um, so, I've heard that in the Airbnb market during COVID that it isn't just short-term rentals. There are some longer-term executive rentals because I think professionals who are still busy and still working but not going into the office are realizing I can work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I've heard of people using Airbnb to do month-long type of executive rentals. Have you seen that in your property? Definitely.
1: Um, You know, right in the middle of COVID, I had a couple um, couples who were just tired of working from home mm-hmm. and they just want to get away. So they, they would come in two weeks, um, a couple were for a month and uh, they just want to change the scenery. Um, just a, a house. Uh, everything was, Hey, how's your Wi-Fi? That was, yeah, that was a big question, but, um, fi yeah, is the most important resource that went in a zoom era, right? Of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, you know, they love it. They just love to be able to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have kids who, you know, just kind of getting stir crazy in the house and just wanted to have a place that they can go outside and, and hang out and still and be able to work but have a different um chain, have a same chain of scenery
0: that's great so you mentioned that you manage the properties do you have contractors in Werner green and in asheville who come in and clean the place for you and mm-hmm. everything else or? yeah
1: so i have a great um husband and wife team in asheville and they've been great the husband is uh he's great with his hands uh, he does a lot of our you know Anytime something breaks, he comes and fixes it. Uh, he does the lawn.
0: He does what your mom would do in yeah. a more traditional property yeah. management yeah. setting, I yeah. suppose. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then the the wife comes and cleans, and you know she makes sure everything is stocked. And if any if I ever need to um, get you know different towels or uh, more sheets or something like that, she tells me. We have great communication. They're a great family. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: how how did you find them out of curiosity? Were they somebody you happen to know? Or once
1: again, connections. My yeah. mom is in the property management mm-hmm. space. She has connections with. Um, other properties around North Carolina, she asked, she reached out to, I guess, a friend in Asheville and asked them who cleans their properties, um, when they, uh, when, when they're up. Um, so she, you know, she found them. That's awesome. Yeah. It was great. It was great.
0: (laughs) Something similar in wintergreen then? So I haven't gotten in wintergreen yet. Okay. Uh, we're looking,
1: um, that one is still a little bit ways off from being obviously with the renovation. We're still Hmm. four or five months away. So we have time on, on that one, but we're, we're definitely looking there. So,
0: how do you go about finding new properties? Do you target an area and then find an agent who can
1: help you find things, or definitely? Um, well, I guess the data-driven people would not like this answer, but my first uh, um, kind of thing that I look for is, is places that I would like to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got started in this, you know, with Asheville. Um, so that's definitely places that I love. Um, whatever you're passionate about, you're going to go hard for. So I think, you know, that's the one, that's one, uh, one factor. And then the second one, like I like we're talking, uh, you had Amir Durkic on here mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago. Um, those uh, search engines, those data engines that they, that Rabu has, that uh, AirDNA has, mm-hmm. I go, I'm on there all day. I'm on Realtor. Mm-hmm. I'm on there all day. Just looking at just the best areas yep. um, that has a uh, good rental income and that people are going and it's not too seasonal. Um but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much my process.
0: That's cool. And so, so I take it though that you enjoy that process. So that probably doesn't feel like work when you're looking <laughs> at properties. I, yeah. My,
1: my girlfriend, uh, she'll joke all the time. He's up till 4am. just, I'm just putting in different addresses, just different areas, learning about the different areas, uh, what restaurants, what, uh, diff- different things they do. And I, that, that's, I love it. Yep. I love it. Very cool.
0: So now you've, let's suppose you've found a couple properties, um, you, you're using your instinct, which I love. Warren Buffett invests in companies that he can understand their business. <laughs> so yeah. If you if you know a place and you like it then you understand that place, how do you go about evaluating the potential profitability? Because you you're in it to build a portfolio, but right. you're in it to generate rental income right. as well.
1: <laughs> so we uh, like I said, we go and we look at um, we look at Airbnb, we look at um, VRBO, we see what their occupancy rates is, we mm-hmm. see uh, what their average daily rates are. And like I said, that, that you know that um uh, the, the search engine, um, the data engine is is great in that. Um, I'm glad to hear. I'm an investor in Rabu. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's been very helpful. But just you know, going in and, and talking to the people who already have already established there, um, you know, we found that a lot of people are helpful um, in you know just giving information about the about the market, um, and that's been that's been help very helpful for us just to see you know. What do you what do you think you're getting this year, mm-hmm. or, or uh, what's your occupancy rate? Things like that, um, that's been very helpful.
0: So do you take into consideration the age of the property because I know maintenance can start to eat in mm-hmm. into your profits, or is that something where you're generally looking at newer properties and you don't have to think about it as much?
1: So I guess I can answer that two ways. My first one I was um, definitely looking at newer within uh, you know a few years, mm-hmm. um, but my next one in Wintergreen that I did the renovation for that was built in 1980 five, I wanna say. Wow. So um that's but that's a major renovation. So it's just that was just something that I wanted to get and mm-hmm. build that for my family. That, you know, my family's an hour away. We can meet up there. Um, you know, it sleeps twenty, so we can, you know, we can have a house that everybody can come to. Um so that was kind of a more of a reach as far as, you know, when it was built, but mm-hmm. um we're definitely it was it was everything was sound, everything was uh was stable. Um the inspection came back great. And uh, we're going to, you know, move forward with renovating and making it our own and, you know, bringing it into this entry.
0: So Sleep's 20. I mean, I guess, is there a sweet spot? And this is my ignorance with short term rentals and Airbnb, but I imagine there's a sweet spot where it's like, hey, if you have six or eight or 12 or 20 well, where there's a trade-off between because if people don't need that much space or, or maybe there's more demand for those big ones because the groups of families can go together
1: i guess it depends on where you're going mm-hmm. um like i said with a, a place like the beach you want a bigger place mm-hmm. where you know families are going to stay for a week uh two families are going to come mm-hmm. and build and um stay at the same house for a week or two um in a market like Asheville, you're getting more couples mm-hmm. uh, more uh, um, you know two to four to six people coming into one house so would a bigger house work? Probably. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not well versed in that, but I think, you know, our, you know, properties in in Asheville, um, sleep about eight, sleep eight and they've been doing well. And that's kind of where I would stay there. But within the beach or within the mountains of wintergreen, I wanted to do a little bit more, um, get a little bit more space Uh um, for more families to come in. So, um, with, you know, with smaller, smaller, uh, properties, you have more turnover. Um, you have, you know, you have more communication with your, hopefully you have a great clean lady, great team (laughs) that, um, you know, that that's, it's going to be a lot of communication, um, but more turnover. So, but bigger properties, you have less turnover, Mm -hmm. um, less things like that. So it's, it's all about the trade-off on on what you can handle. That's awesome. So, so
0: obviously you're looking at the profitability. Are you, are you thinking about the long run appreciation of these properties
1: as well? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I got into this to, you know, to help my family um, to, you know, help my kids, uh, that my future kids that, you know, build a business for them, Uh um, create, um, long-term wealth, generational wealth that, you know, that can pass down to them. Um, so, you know, having houses that appreciate having houses that, you know, maybe I can turn these two houses into a a duplex where I get into that, uh, long-term rental market, um, you know, scaling up Uh however that, however that goes. Um, I don't have an idea where that's going to go, but, We'll see, Um, but definitely, definitely scale it to where I can, you know, build a business that benefits my generations uh, down the line. Well,
0: what what I've seen, I mean, I'm I'm sure your your kids will love having a dad who played in the NFL. Um, But but it's also, I think, just seeing uh, a father or a mother who's entrepreneurial and putting their money to work and making their money earn money for them. I think that instills some habits in people. I've seen with my kids that they. They look at problems and they say, could I start a business doing that? And it brings a tear to my eye because sure. I'm like, that's what I want them to think. Not how do I go work for somebody doing yeah. this, but how do I do it? And so whether they get into real estate like you or it inspires them to go take risks and do other things, I think right. that that's a great, great example. It'll still be much cooler. They're still not going to say my dad's a property investor. <laughs> They're going to say he played in the
1: NFL, right? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they definitely, that probably be the first thing. But, you know, I want them to, <laughs> I want them to see that, you know, I built something. Yeah. Um, I built something from, I, I took, you know, having a great start in life with the NFL, and I took it and I and I mm-hmm. grew, I grew up on it, and um, I think that lesson there um, will, you know, be great mm-hmm. for them. Ab- um, absolutely. Do, do you have in mind? It
0: sounds like you just want to hold a property forever, <laughs> and you may sell it or you may. But do do you have like a time frame in mind when you think about these things or?
1: Like I, like I said, I, w- I want to learn more about the different markets. I mm-hmm. want to learn more about Airbnb. I'm still still young in the, um, in this game um, as far as I've only I've done this for probably about 12, 13 months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning every every day. And, you know, I don't really know how long I want to hold it. Um, those mm-hmm. two Asheville homes, like I said, could turn into something else. I could, you know, leverage both of those and turn something, turn into something bigger. Um, who knows? So I know I don't have a, a timeline as far as how long I want to hold some. And you know, if it's still profitable, let's, let's keep it going.
0: I've, I've heard a saying, if you, if you build a business and so this isn't specific to properties, but it's, if you build a business that you wouldn't mind owning forever, somebody might offer you so much money that you don't own it forever. Right. That's <laughs> so if goal. you, if you own it that way, then it probably opens up options for you. So that's probably a great way to think about it. Are, are there resources the NFL provides for players who want to take control of their financial future? Like, like yourself?
1: Or? Definitely. Um, well, how me and Victoria got, got connected was through a, um, NFL, um, real estate program. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was a program where you can learn, um, how to become a a real estate, um, um, real estate investor or Mm -hmm. a real estate agent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, um, how we got connected and, and that was just something I had, um, I had the Airbnb idea, but I just wanted to learn more about real estate. Um, I Mm -hmm. wanted to learn everything that I could. And that was something that I could do during the summer or um, the offseason when mm-hmm. I, I, all I was doing was training, no uh, no practice or anything. And that was something that um, I just wanted to use my time wisely. Um, I wanted to use my time to in the NFL and, and be able to use these connections that I have um, and not look back and say, oh, you should have did more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you should have been, you know, talking to more people. Um, that's I, I'm a very reserved guy, but I've had to come out of my shell a little bit to, you know, talk to more people and, mm-hmm. and get – put my name out there which is Th- that's
0: great that the nfl is doing that now is that a, the nfl pa or is that the nfl, itself? The, NFL the nfl pa
1: okay. yeah, they, they do a lot of stuff I, um we actually have a real estate seminar coming up april 21st and um like they just do so much mm-hmm. uh, whether it's they have broadcasting journalism um real estate uh if you you know want to get into venture capitalism they have everything that you can uh that you can imagine um and they're a great resource that's yeah. great.
0: One one of my favorite shows, um, not because it's a, it's a great show, but it's a very fun show. The Rock is in ballers. He's mm-hmm. an agent for yeah. NFL. He's a financial agent for NFL players, yeah. and uh, and and I always wonder, you know, how much of the guidance comes from somebody like that? That's an actual hey, I'm, I have a an agency rep, you know, representation mm-hmm. agreement with you, versus the NFL trying to take care of its own players. It sounds like that they, they've gotten a lot smarter we, we all hear stories about uh, about these old players who are kind of they didn't make a lot of money to begin yeah. with they've, they've got all sorts of health issues right. and, and it's heartbreaking um and, and i assume that the nfl was taking steps to help educate people because it's a lot of money that people are making yeah. and and, and frankly, that money can be multiplied into huge, huge sums of money because right. um, it doesn't take a lot of a lot of investment capital to to grow if you're investing in the right things, whether it right. be real estate or you mentioned VC. Imagine investing the money, you know, some of right. these contracts in early Uber or Facebook or, right, or some of these other companies. Um, did you have any mentors who taught you the value of investing f- from an NFL perspective, or, or was it all just mom teaching you about real estate?
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've had a, I've had a great um, team. Um, I've had a, a lot of people around me who have uh, taught me their ways and taught me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was the biggest influence, of course, um, and not so much I wouldn't say financially. It was just how to be a better person, how to mm-hmm. how to be a great person, how to how to work for what you want um and that's something i learned from her early on and you know to see where she came from and to see her building her own business um that was to see that uh, i think she started her business close to maybe 4 or 5 years ago now but mm-hmm. just to see her um step out on her own and and do her own thing and and um you know st- build her own business that was that was eye opening for me and I it is awesome yeah. when you,
0: when you see a family member do that cuz it it's not all Happiness and good times too. Right. You see some of the dark times, and it's right. it's hard when you go out on your own. There's no safety net. Right, you're, you're just out on your own. It is really cool to see someone you love uh, going going through that and being successful with right. it. That's awesome. So, do you do any other types of investments besides real estate at this stage? Or
1: uh, I'm I'm learning, like I said, education. Um, I'm trying to educate myself um, on different things, but real estate is what has drawn me closer. Has uh, has been my passion, and that's kind of what i read about that's kind of what i you know i gravitate towards when Mm -hmm. i see something online and that's what i've learned most about um but there are there are definitely other things um other avenues that i like we talked about different avenues of real estate commercial real estate something that i want to learn more about um it's it's just all about educating myself more and i need to get into that and but residential real estate is what i've been yeah. That even on
0: the real estate within residential, it's been interesting seeing Victoria's investor clients because some of them create income streams like yourselves and some of them, they, they find the diamonds in the rough and they flip it and flipping has gotten a negative connotation, but yeah. there is real money yeah, to be made. I mean, it's a different mindset, right? It's, it's not a, you're not playing the long game. You're just finding value. But I think that there's a similar concept in stock investing. in in, you know in the stock market where okay i'm gonna buy things that generate income or i'm gonna buy things that i think are undervalued and and i can sell them relatively quickly um and then to your point the commercial real estate there's so many other angles to it and i i tend to agree with you i i say if you're good at something double down on that (laughs) and then when you're bored figure out the other other uh, asset classes that you want to invest in but if you're not interested in stocks or you're not interested in foreign exchange wh- like why what why go spend time on that if you can make money in something that you that's well, actually that's, that's, actually, that's
1: <laughs> actually something that i've wanted to look into i'm I actually got my degree in finance okay um and i definitely Where, where'd my, you go to school nc state oh very yeah. cool so i'm getting my i got my undergrad in, in finance business um business management finance and then getting my master's now from in NFLPA, another shout mm. to them. They have a great program with um, Indiana University um, that is the do their Kelly Business School um, online. Um, get my get my master's of finance online. So that's
0: that's great. So I mentioned that our family is friends with Tom Carter, the Carter family, and Tom is and is part of the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. He's one of the player reps. He's got eight teams, and uh, he himself. He was. He got drafted first round uh, by the Washington football team uh, at the time called something different. Yeah. And uh, and I remember he was 20 years old, the youngest player ever. And he went back to school and finished his degree. And then he went back and got his master's degree. And they were both in finance. And I think that, I think that people who learn finance in the you know with, with their with an undergrad and a graduate degree just have a leg up on other people. They just understand the numbers in a way where they don't have to pay 10% to a financial right. agent. Or if they do, they're overlooking what that person is, is doing. So right. that's awesome. I applaud you for, for continuing to invest in your education. That's Thanks. great. Um, so, do you have you you mentioned that you met Amir and Rabu have you ever looked at early stage or tech companies at all from an investment perspective I have
1: not and that's something that, like I said I want to get into I want to learn more about um,
0: I think you'd probably enjoy that like it's it's in a similar way that you enjoy real estate right. that's an enjoyable asset class because these are you see these young people who have ideas and they want to change the world and they're they're bucking the you know they're 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 defying conventional wisdom and going out and and getting it. I think you'd find that pretty exciting. As well.
1: especially what Amir is doing um, with with that that engine. Like, there's so many things that you can do with that, um, and it was so easy to, you know, to, to uh, manipulate the, the the numbers and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was it was a great thing to have.
0: Very cool. Have you ever done any endorsement deals or have any of your your friends who do them? I'm I'm just always curious about that cuz that's another aspect of business where it's like I can use my my status to, you know. Uh, unfortunately,
1: I haven't I haven't been one of those big name guys uh yet. <laughs> I've kind of, you know, haven't haven't done any of those big endorsement deals yet, but you know, it's it's great to see all the guys that who do who do yeah, them, yeah.
0: Ab- absolutely. So I'm curious, your take, and I know you haven't done any of these endorsement deals, but if for an entrepreneur looking to get professional athletes engaged as either an influencer or a spokesperson, do you have any advice for how to work with that? Because you obviously know these players, you play alongside them, the ones that are influencers. I mean, what do you think people get wrong when they try to approach those people about doing endorsement deals
1: or partnering? I think uh, you see a lot of people con- um, contact these NFL players through social media and the so the NFL players don't know a lot about mm-hmm. their business. So it, they think it's just a random person who's content. They don't know anything about the business. I think a lot of deals come from the NFL player knowing somebody that they know or, mm-hmm. you know, making that bridge, making that connection. Um, it, I think that that's what it is. You got to believe in the product. You got to mm-hmm. believe in what you're selling. And if somebody doesn't know exactly what, your yeah. your brand is or, or what your product is. It's hard for somebody to to um to endorse that. Yeah. Um. So just getting getting that product out there and, and um, marketing it in a way that these people are confident in putting their name behind it is is the name of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um. I'd like to shift gears a little bit to your experience in the NFL. I'd love to walk through kind of your history as a player. I I love your story because I think in the beginning. You had a little bit of adversity, um, but you've stayed the course, and I see your name on the stat sheet of every Panthers game. Which, and and a lot of that is because Victoria's like, look up what Justin did. <laughs> <laughs> but we see we see you're on the stat sheet every every time. Um, when did when did you start playing organized football? Were you high school? Were you middle school? Pee wee league? <laughs> oh
1: yeah, pee wee. I was um, Raleigh Parks and Rec. I was seven. I was seven years old. Uh, Green Road wow. Eagles, yeah, that was my first time playing football. Um, I was actually a quarterback. Um, that quickly died out. Um, <laughs> they, you know, I was definitely not a quarterback, um, but uh, I, I was athletic. I could, I could run. Um, I, I was, I was a good player um, throughout my entire time, um, and you know, I, I just loved it. I loved it.
0: Did you have any coaches at a young age that really saw
1: your potential, or definitely my 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 high school coach was very influential in just my development um he stayed on me um if i ever slacked off in class or i you know teacher said i I bet he still calls you yeah definitely (laughs) definitely i talk to him all the time and i I love him uh chris martin man i I love him um but he you know he stayed on me Mm -hmm. um you know just you know anytime anytime uh class he would come to class if i was you know messing up but which didn't happen a lot my mom was was big in the school but um Definitely stayed on me, man. I definitely appreciate him.
0: So um, so, so, you're playing in, in high school. What position are you by the time you're a junior or a senior?
1: I was a wide receiver. I was a cornerback. I uh, played a little bit of quarterback, okay. safety, running back. I, I did, Slash. Yeah, I, I did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot. Um, and I, I just didn't know exactly what position I would play in college. I just knew I wanted to play. I knew I wanted to get there. So I was trying to play everything that I could. Um, anytime um, we were on the field, I wanted to be on offense, defense, special teams. Um, just wanted to be on the field, just wanted to play. I loved it. That's
0: awesome. And so when do college recruiters start to show up at, at the high school games?
1: Well, uh, it started for me a little late, um, but I, I started getting my first recruiting letters probably after my junior year. Okay. Um, got my first offer right after that um, from uh, Maryland. Um, but I always wanted to go to nc state uh, both my parents went to nc state um, grew up a wolfpack fan so that's once that offer came in i was done it was over with um and i loved my decision uh wanted to go there from since that peak week league um my mom used to take me to games and i just carter finley stadium was amazing so that, that that's awesome because here you are you know
0: you want to go to nc state obviously you've got an affinity for north carolina Um, Your career, you get drafted into New York, but then you eventually make it to to Carolina. Can you walk me through kind of the ups and downs of draft day through everything to when you get to Carolina?
1: Yeah. So just leaving the state of North Carolina for the first time. um, I was 22. um, First time really being away from my parents um, because I grew up 30 minutes from campus. Um, so that's really my first, I was still going home, laundry, all that stuff, cooking, mom cooking. (laughs) I was, you know, I was there, but, um, just going to New York, uh, for the first time and really being, um, on my own, um, was a culture shock, especially going to New York where, you know, things don't close till 6am and Mm -hmm. people are, you know, they talk a little different than you do and (laughs) they, they act a little different than you do. Um, it was, um, it was a blessing and a curse as far as um, I got a little beside myself as mm-hmm. far as, you know, going to New York and being being on my own and not really having that uh, that structure that I needed. Um, so I had to learn quickly. Um, but definitely it, it helped me grow up. You know, and, I, and how do you
0: go about learning how to deal with that? Are, are there players that take you under their wing at that point or is it an FLPA rep who's like, hey, you
1: know. It was, it's definitely the players that um, – the, the veterans that you have mm-hmm. um if you have a great veteran on your side man you, you know you learn a lot you learn quickly you learn what not to do quickly mm-hmm. um and that's what I've tried to, to do um now that I'm a, a veteran and uh, I need to talk to these guys about hey you know just relax a little bit you know take your time um spend your money wisely mm-hmm. um you know those are those type of things that these guys need to know who um you know young male coming into money at this age, is, is tough. Mm-hmm. it's tough. It's um, tough. So we, we always hear about
0: the spotlight in New York, whether it's football or I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, even though I'm from the DC area, um, especially with the Yankees, you hear just about the pressure
1: of the media. Is that, is that something that while you were there, could you feel it? Is it palpable? Is it, <laughs> they, uh, they don't hold back. Let's just, let's just say that um, it's definitely a big difference between uh, New York and let's, let's say a, a Charlotte market, mm-hmm. um, New York, they, they don't hold back, man. They'll, you know, they'll tell you exactly how they feel about how you play. Um, but, you know, you got to have thick skin. Uh, that's one thing I had to learn, man. I, you know, just let it roll off your shoulder um, and go out there and play the next play. That's
0: awesome. So was it a bigger adjustment going from high school to college or from college to pros in your mind?
1: i definitely say it was a bigger adjustment going from the pro, I mean, from the college to the pros. Um, Like I said, being out on my own, um, it's really becomes, you really go from a student athlete to strictly a professional athlete, and you have to carry yourself that way. Um, College, you still have guys, you still have 17, 18-year-olds, and the coaches still kind of coddle those kids a little bit. Because um, they know this is their first time away from home, so you still have that factor in there. Mm-hmm. Once you're a professional athlete, you, there nobody's holding your hand. There's you no crying yeah. in, in no, baseball, no. as they <laughs> say. It's not at all. So I mean, you got to grow up quick. Uh, if you haven't grown up by then, you got to grow up quick. Wow, wow. What
0: What are the biggest challenges you've seen as you've moved from one team or one city to another? Has that been a, been a challenge when you go from New York to Cleveland? To
1: to it's just members. yeah, it's a challenge. Um, the first time was was tough, uh, going from New York to Cleveland. That was my first time leaving, um, you know, a city that you had known your whole professional career. Three, mm-hmm. um, I was there three and a half years, and then going to a totally different market. Um, it was and until tough.
0: recently, that was a terrible team yeah. to play
1: for. Yeah. I, I suspect. I, yeah, I mean, just judging yeah. from the record. And yeah, the <laughs> records were were bad, but I tell you what, man, Cleveland as a city, mm-hmm. they love their Browns. And that's okay. one, that's one thing I learned being in Cleveland. They are diehard Browns fans and mm-hmm. they are some of the best fans in the world. And, um, that's one, that's one city that you wouldn't think it, but I loved it. I loved, I love Cleveland. Um, and it was tough. It was tough to not go back,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, you know, the Panthers, uh, presented an offer and just to come back home play in front of my family. Um, it was the right choice for me. That, that's awesome. So you
0: play safety, mm-hmm. right? But. Uh, you you mentioned that you played a whole bunch of other positions. Did you ever seriously think about a different position, or was it obvious at NC State or in New York that safety is where where I need to be well, playing?
1: No. So <laughs> in college, I played um, I played cornerback. So okay. um, at, at NC State, all cornerback. Uh, my first three years in the NFL, I played cornerback. Oh wow! So I just recently moved to safety two years ago. Okay, um, my second year with Cleveland. How
0: different is that going from corner to safety? Is um, one more stressful
1: than the other? I mean, it <laughs> I will say corner is tough. Safety is, stu- safety is tough too, but corner is you're on an the island there. Um, you have to cover that guy one-on-one. That's <laughs> It's tough. It's tough. Um, safety is a little more physical yeah, as far as uh, tackling and, and taking on blocks and things like that. Um,
0: did you beef up when you moved to safety
1: or, yeah, I, I mean, you're same very same lean obviously,
0: very. obviously, but like, you, but you, you did put some weight on, I definitely
1: put some weight on, um, had to just take it on, take it <laughs> on those, uh, those pulling guards, those offensive linemen. They're big. They are big. <laughs> Not uh, only are they big, they're fast yeah, at that yep. level. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That, that looks so scary to me
0: when I see a tackle pulling or a guard pulling and I'm like, get him, <laughs> get him before he gets you. That's how you, that's, that's Man. the whole. Or try, I would try to get around him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what steps do you take in the offseason to maintain your health and your longevity? Because that obviously, we, we know that careers can be very short, but I think the science has gotten a lot better around how to be healthy. Are there things that you do proactively in the offseason?
1: Definitely. I'm, I'm in the facility every day, um, whether it's stretching, whether it's in the cold tubs, uh, working out. Um, they have a great team at the Panthers, um, and they definitely helped me get through the little nicks and injuries that I had this past season. Um, so that next year I'm, I'm ready to go, um, full speed. Um, so yeah, just a lot of yoga, a lot of Pilates, Mm -hmm. a lot of stretching, um, a lot of not, not necessarily working out, definitely working out, but doing the small things to get those small little muscles, uh, working and firing, Mm -hmm. um, is, is big. Um, so do you ever do sauna? I'm just
0: curious. You mentioned the cold baths, which I love. We, we have uh, Victoria and I have a cold plunge Mm -hmm. in our garage, um, but I'm curious if you do the sauna much. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Uh, with with COVID, we kind of shut that down for a little bit, but uh, uh, it's, start, it's starting to get it's starting <laughs> to open up a little bit now.
0: Very cool. So, what players do you look up to in terms of the way they carry themselves off the field, either current players or players that have played in the past?
1: Uh, well, I have a I have like I said, I have a great group of guys here in Charlotte that we just bounce ideas off of. Um, anytime they have a um, they have a connection, or that will help me out. Anytime I have a connection that help them out, man, we just bounce bounce ideas off of each other. We you know we talk every day, um, just you know trying to figure figure this thing called life out, man. Just you know trying to figure it out. So um, Marcus Burley, he he played for uh, the the Texans and uh, Cleveland, uh, Seattle. He played uh, five years, uh, just retired maybe two years ago. Uh, Doug Middleton, um, another guy he plays for uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are those are like two of the guys that um, you know, we definitely, we'll probably end up going into business together, um, Mm -hmm. whenever we find the time to really sit down and, um, but they're great guys, man. They, you know, have the same mindset as me, um, entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and you know, they're doing great things. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, so you, you mentioned those, those two in particular, are there players you see doing things financially or business wise that inspire you? And, And I'm thinking like, for me, I look at what like a magic Johnson has done in the basket you know, he, he took this amazing basketball career, but now he's a billionaire and, okay. and building businesses that uh, j- just doing things that are very impressive. Are there people like that, that you look up to? Or yeah, definitely. Th- there's a,
1: there's definitely a lot of guys. You see a lot of great stories. I think, you know, a lot of people harp on those bad stories, but there are a lot of great stories about guys who mm-hmm. are doing the right things and, and, you know, are definitely financially successful after football. Um, you know, a big guy that I've always looked up to, um, just for just anything, uh, LeBron James is mm-hmm. doing great things. Um, and that's kind of been, that was kind of my idol. I love, mm-hmm. I, I, I say I'm a LeBron fan. I've been a Cleveland fan. I've been <laughs> a heat fan. I've been a Lakers fan, uh, everything. I just, you know, I'm all LeBron. So uh, it, it's funny because
0: I, um. I, I love to say that Jordan's the greatest ever. And I love the, the show that they did on that. I don't remember the name of it. What was the, the, oh, the last dance? The last dance. Yep. Yeah, I love it. But honestly, like I've heard some podcasts with LeBron and what he's doing at, at, on the court. He's amazing. I just, I, I, you know, I grew up in an era yep. where like we're, we're, we, it was Jordan. LeBron wasn't a thing yet. But off the court, just what LeBron is doing is amazing. Um, I, I heard an interview he did on the Tim Ferriss podcast where I just had so much respect on so many Uh, different dimensions for what he's doing and it's great to me to see and it isn't just in in athletics right like you see uh, kanye is worth six and a half billion now and it's cool to see like people that can parlay one career into a business career and do other things so that that's awesome that you're that, that, that you're already thinking about it and working on it. Cause that's how those guys started too, mm-hmm. right? Um, they like, you they, start somewhere. yeah, you do. You, 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 you say, you know what? Okay. I'm secure in this career. Now let me think about what does my future look like? So I really applaud uh, what, what you're doing. Um, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. I, I look forward to hearing more about your growing real estate portfolio and seeing your career continue to grow.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thanks. Cheers.